I'm here with actor, director, producer, and author Bill Duke. How are you doing today? I'm blessed, brother. My family's good and I'm good, so I'm good. Yeah, that's always good. Um, you're also the founder of the Unite Network, uh, the site. I love it. Uh, I signed up like uh, just uh, yesterday for- uh, Thank you. Yeah, it's broken down into different titles. And the thing I love about it is that it's something for everyone, whether you're you know, an actor, rapper, or activist. It's like a cool online gathering place for creatives. Uh, what was the inspiration behind starting uh, the Unite Network? Well, in this time of division, um, whether it's by race or politics or whatever, uh, my question one day to myself was, what are we leaving our children? Are we leaving any kind of hope at all? The only way we can leave them hope is if we come together. If I disagree with you, it doesn't mean I have to hate you. So I wanted to create the Unite Network because I wanted to be able, you know, to simply show good things that are happening around the world. There are some good people doing great, 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 great things, and they don't ever get attention. So I'm pointing that out. And then I'm doing interviews with celebrities like Anthony Anderson and Cedric the Entertainer and other people who are friends of mine who believe in what I'm doing and uh, giving nuggets of information to people coming into the business. So it's really an attempt to really, it should be called the Good News Network to a certain extent. <laughs> but I just want to create good news. It's uh, really great. And I enjoyed the um, Anthony Anderson interview. It lived up uh, to the description uh, because like, you know, the, there's different titles in the Unite Network. And uh, I think it's titled Insights. Yes. And, um, you know, most interviews today, they focus on like the salacious details of people's private lives. And I've watched a lot of Anthony Anderson interviews before because I'm a fan of his since he was on Hang Time. But I feel on your platform, you really showcase how much diligence he has put into uh, sustaining a career like yourself. Uh, yes. You still work as an actor, director, and producer on a high level and have been doing that for the past 40 years. And I saw in a past interview where you mentioned how people can win an award and two years later, no one has mentioned their name. Uh, <laughs> what they is the key to longevity in the entertainment industry? Yeah, I think um, that you really have to focus on the long term uh, and not just what you've accomplished today, but how do you leverage that? And because, you know, tomorrow's not promised for anybody in terms of being in this industry or anything. And so today with the internet, particularly, I mean, and cell phones, um, you can create your own network channel, uh, movie. I mean, I, a couple years ago, I shot a film with Steven Soderbergh uh, called High Flying Bird, and he shot it with five iPhone 7 Pluses. And when they did a, when they, when they did a dolly shot, they rolled them around with a wheelchair. Mm -hmm. So I'm just simply saying, I mean, what's stopping us? Uh, that's incredible. Uh, wasn't uh, the film uh, No Sudden uh, Move, uh, which is on HBO Max as well, wasn't that shot on iPhone as well? No, no Sudden Move was not shot on iPhones. Okay. Um, but uh, I love the Anthony Anderson interview. And uh, in his interview, he credits you for success because he says you taught him about creating his own opportunities and intellectual property. Uh, who would you credit for teaching you those lessons? I would say life. <laughs> you know, I, I tried many things, uh, but I mean, I came up during time of film and I was a purist, you know, and when we were, used to edit 
it would be on like, called flatbeds, big rolls of film. And they say cut the film. We took a razor and cut and spliced the film and edited it and, and, and pasted it back together, or taped it back together. Uh, but uh, once digital came along, you know, either you ride the boat or get off the train. You know what I'm saying? You have to be able to adjust and adapt. And that's what I've been trying to do. Wow. And um, I really love it on the site. Um, I'm from Chicago and it's an area, you know, plagued with gun violence. I was really pleased to see the work of uh, Diane Latiker. Yes. It's off the block featured on the site. Uh, you know, uh, gun violence is like the pandemic. No one wants to talk about uh, whether we're talking about gang violence or mass shootings. What do you think can be done about, you know, gun violence? Well, I think that gun violence comes from several sources. Um, I think lack of awareness and education is one. Extreme poverty is another one. Um, anger. Um, so I think that, you know, and drugs, which is a big, big, big issue in our community, um, I think they all have to be approached from different angles, but it's not just one issue. You know what I'm saying? It's not just, we're, we're graduating, are you aware of the fact that we're graduating young people from high school with second grade reading skills? Right. How do you survive in a global economy with a second grade reading skill? I think that's called prison, right? Yeah. Um, you, so you're a part of an incredible ensemble cast for the film uh, No Sudden Move, uh, which is on HBO Max. It's uh, set in 1954 Detroit, and you play a kingpin named uh, Aldrich Watkins. What was it like uh, becoming that character and filming in Detroit? Well, filming in Detroit, you know, I was shocked because I don't know if you've been there recently, man, but Detroit's coming back. I mean, they're rebuilding things, they're renovating the old beautiful structures, the parks are beautiful, they're, they're, they're getting rid of the homeless situation. It's really, really coming back. So it's a great pleasure filming there. Um, and working with Stephen again was wonderful. Um, and wonderful actors, of course. You know, it was a great collaboration, Don Cheeto and Matt Damon and others. It was, it was really fun and, uh, and, and, and they're talking about a great, uh, an increased film incentive in, in Detroit also. Yeah, film incentive is always nice. Um, you've written a poetry book, uh, The Works of the Invisible Man, a collection of eclectic prose, and then a coming of ages in a story, the journey. Uh, does writing energize or exhaust you? <sighs> As you know, you're a writer, right? Yeah. It's exhausting. <laughs> it's energizing at the same time. Um, because you are giving your voice. And that's something that's wonderful to be able to do. Um, and writing my autobiography, 40 years on screen and behind the camera, that was very difficult because the, the industry part of it, giving nuggets of advice was okay, but I had to also get to my personal life. Right. And that creates a vulnerability. And that was one of the harder things to do. Yeah, in your autobiography, you're, you're very vulnerable. And um, we learn you experienced some trauma early on in life. 
you know, what would be your advice to, you know, survivors of sexual abuse? Well, I don't know if I have, I think it impacted my life in a way that it's hard to explain. I've never been married um, because my issues with women from that female babysitter um, and what she did to my sister and I, I'm not using it as an excuse, but people say, get over it. Uh, when you're raped at a certain age and things are done to you, it's very difficult to get over it. And I'm saying I'm moving on in spite of it, but I, I see some of the things that are happening to young boys and girls. I mean, that their uncles, aunts, and parents are raping them. I think these are the people you're supposed to trust. And these are the people taking sexual advantage of you when you're four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten years old. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, it's like, how do you uh, find, you know, are you able to love after like someone who you trusted or loved, like, you know, did something to you, like, you know, and betrayed that trust? Yeah. Um, people say get over it. And I, I, to a certain extent, I've gotten over it. But it's still haunting to a certain extent in terms of trust issues. It's in a subliminal. It's not like, you know, every time, you know, I'm with a woman, I see that. No, it's not that. It's just like, Certain things occur. What would uh, be your advice uh, for people uh, overcoming addiction? Uh, what, uh, as you know, um, I was in, on drugs and alcohol. And my advice, you know, I, I, I found, fortunately, transcendental meditation. And by meditating, it took a lot of my stress away. It helped me in a great deal in a lot of ways. So meditation is one thing. Uh, put your hand in God's hand is, is, you know, always. I mean, I didn't do it. God did it. God got me out of that. Uh, stay prayed up and you have your faith to believe in God and yourself. And eventually you come out of it. There's no magic cure. People tell you, well, take this and do that. No, it's, it's a struggle. But if you're consistent, eventually you win. Do you uh, consider yourself a spiritual person? Uh, I believe I, every morning I get up, I said, mother, father, God, thank you for waking me up this morning. Thank you for getting me through the day. Thank you for my sanity. Thank you for all the things I have a roof over my head, food on the table, clothes on my back, a vehicle to drive. That's God. Um, and when I go down the street and I see people in those bad situations, I just say, thank you, father. 40 years, uh, you've accomplished so much in your career. You know, what's on your bu bucket list? Well, I still want to direct some feature films. Um, this network, I hope will be successful, Unite, because I think it's going to bring hope to young people. Um, my foundation, the Duke Media Foundation, I want that to be successful because it's helping young people that are interested in the industry. We teach media literacy and financial literacy. And the great Karen Clark um, is a banker, teaches financial. You know, do you know that there are black folks 
that make a hundred million dollars and go broke? Yeah. How do you make a hundred? Hey man, if I made a hundred, I would have a box and put 10% in the box and put it under my bed. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I mean, I think like, you know, a part of, you know, the culture is like, you know, living beyond your means sometimes. And you see that a lot in like hip hop, you know, um, you know, people like, you know, uh, really flaunt wealth. But I think like one of the memes that, you know, is popular, you see like um, Bill Gates or Warren Buffett, you know, and they're wearing like Walmart clothes and, you know, they That's probably right. have any more, more money than any rapper. That's you, know? right. I, you think so? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it's, it's, it's something that, that's why we teach financial literacy. We teach in my foundation the distinction between the spending of a dollar and the use of a dollar. That's a very important distinction. Did you have uh, any hard lessons to learn financially throughout your career? Oh, man. I wish somebody taught me what we're teaching in our foundation when I was a young man. Because, you know, I just bought all the things I never had before because I thought they would comfort me, you know? And so I spent money I shouldn't have spent. But the thing is, is that you learn, you leverage that learning into being smart. What was uh, one of your worst uh, financial mistakes, if you could share? There are so many. Um, I don't know. Um, clothes and women and cars. Right, that's a common a common one. Um, it's a good combination, know. right? <laughs> How do you uh, want to be remembered? As someone who cared about more than himself. I want my legacy to be that I cared about others. And that's what my foundation about is about, and that's what my network's about. We have to leave something that's I mean, when we, we have a responsibility to leave something for our children that they can build on. And it's not just money and greed. It's insight into humanity and how we make the world better. And so I hope I can leave something that does that. And that's excellent. Uh, thank you so much for uh, joining me. Well, God bless you for having me, man. It's great questions, and thank you for having me. Most definitely. Take care. You too.